guitar, jamming good with Weird and Gilly and the Spiders from Mars, Ziggy Stardust, David Bowie. Today is July 3rd, 2023, and on this day in 1973 at the Hammersmith Odeon in London, David Bowie appears as Ziggy Stardust for the very last time. This is the Crossroads Music Podcast. Eric, how are you tonight? Ziggy plays guitar. (laughs) I love that song. That's such a good opener. Oh, that That intro is so good. Branch. It's so simple, but it's like, it's so iconic. Oh, David. Oh, that song. That was probably one of my favorite songs. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely up there. It's so good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm doing well, Kim. How are you? Pretty good, pretty good. Um, Happy uh, to all our American uh, friends out there. Happy uh, early Independence Day, Independence Eve, July Fourth. Blow the shit out of everything. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I don't even know. Fireworks. I don't know if they're allowed to because like there's so much um, smoke here. I know you're over Mm. on the other side of the country, but like here, the the air quality is so bad. And now, now, you, now you know how we feel here in bc <laughs> where true. it's just like this every like that's the thing people say the interior is so beautiful and it is don't get me wrong like it's gorgeous but during the summer it is awful because all you mm-hmm. smell is smoke and you can't even go outside it's like let's go for a hike well you're gonna die of uh you know <laughs> yeah of smoke inhalation so <laughs> yeah it's really bad here like to the point i think I read somewhere that, like, at a certain point, Toronto was the worst air quality in the world. Oh, geez. In the world. Well, that and the smog, like, it doesn't surprise me. Yeah. (laughs) And then, like, New York is always, like, at number two or number one, depending on the Mm -hmm. time of day. Mm. Um, So, yeah. Well, uh, happy uh, Independence Day to everyone. And uh, also a late Canada Day for all the Canadians out there. A late Canada Day. Happy Canada Day, everybody. Yep. Hope you didn't waste your time marching down in Parliament. <laughs> what? Eric doesn't like democracy. <laughs> no, I'm all I'm all for democracy. <laughs> I just, you didn't waste your I just time think, marching I just... <laughs> on Parliament. <laughs> and what's amazing is it has nothing to do with music. This is controversial statement gets on the on the thing. I don't know. I just, I just like, okay, you're going to waste your time. Like I understand protests and, and the right to do that. But, but the reason for them marching in mm. parliament and Canada day was so stupid. Like, it's just like, you're not going to like, what are you going to do? There's nothing you can do. Just yeah. work towards yourself. And that's anyways, yeah. I'm not going to get into it. This isn't a political <laughs> podcast. So um, Eric, your drink of choice for today my drink of choice to celebrate a late Canada day and to gear up for independence day. Uh, it is the ACE brewing coming from Courtney, uh, the Kitty Hawk, uh, honey cream ale. So, uh, this is that brewery up North Island. Uh, it is, uh, it pays homage to the air base, the Canadian air base up there, um, where our Royal Canadian air force, uh, fly their, all their jets and everything out of there. Like all our, like, Nice. I'm just kidding. It's not that it's big anyway. Uh, but this is pretty cool. Uh, fast and well-armed Kitty Hawk aircraft were instrumental in the Royal Canadian Air Force's successful defense against Japanese attacks to the North American West Coast. 
before moving overseas to help the Allied forces defeat Germany in World War II in 1945. This smooth drinking cream ale with local honey is a tribute to these heroic pilots serving at the 111th Squadron out of Victoria, BC. Uh, so that is the Kitty Hawk. Uh, that nice. was a common, uh, I guess, picture that they would paint on the plane. So I thought it was a what a great way Canada Day, Independence Day, blow shit up and stuff <laughs> like that. So, cheers. Um, that actually looks that that can actually looks pretty good. That's a mm-hmm. cool design. Uh, oh, yeah. All right, let's get into some some music stuff. Uh, anything of note you've been listening to this past week? So I listened to a couple things. Uh, Old Dominion, a country group, uh, they released an actual album, but it was actually a very short album. I'm not used to these short albums coming out anymore because usually like songs usually have like a 15 song, 16 song. And then then there's like the deluxe version, which has like mm-hmm. 28 songs or some BS like that. Uh, so this has only eight songs on it so it's a very short album and i thought it was very well done like it's a cool it's one of those new modern country albums that i really like uh check it out it's called memory lane by old dominion um if you're a huge country fan i've seen these guys live they're awesome live question uh are you seeing like more shorter albums in general being released or is it just for like this band just for this band usually with country music i see like you're you're hitting up to almost 16 songs on an album i think 16 is uh, too many to be honest i think so too i think this is just a perfect amount because it was it was short enough that you're like oh man i wish there was more but uh but you know it wasn't too long where you're like okay this, this is just not ending you know so uh, and then the other uh, two albums I listened to was Nothing But Thieves, uh, Dead Club City, which is a British kind of like band. I would say they're like a modern day blur oasis oh, cool. kind of feel to them. However, this new album is very electronic. Um, I, I don't know how I feel about this album. So uh, I would say check it out. See what uh, See what you think. If you don't like it, then then you don't like it i i'm undecided if i like this album or not and the last but not least young the giant released an ep which was like kind of like an acoustic version of some of their songs off their american bollywood album um and uh i think it's great uh it's only like a four song like ep so you're not expecting much from an ep mm-hmm. so but uh but that's all i've been listening to nice yeah i don't know i feel like feel like albums tend to be too long like i sort of like the the four track ep at this point mm-hmm. you just get music quicker and like mm-hmm. i don't know maybe it's just the attention span is like dying but yeah we're we're moving into this society where it's just gonna be like a song's gonna be no more than 30 seconds oh my god <laughs> and it's gonna be like ah, oh, what did you think of my album <laughs> what did you think of my five minute album <laughs> <laughs> to be honest though like i would rather a long song than a bunch of short songs on an album like if you were to give me like a really good eight minute song versus like five really good short songs i'd probably take the eight minute song mm-hmm. but then you're you're going into a territory where it needs to be composed well 
Yeah. Yes. Because yes, like yes. like you have a song like and the one that that comes to mind is La Vila Vila Stratiago. Yeah. Is yeah, that did Rush. I get it right? Yep, yes. Yep, yes. Yep. Yeah. So like that song is like perfectly composed together. Yes. Right. Yeah. Like it has that just like that build up and then it goes it goes into like these different things. So mm-hmm. that's what an eight minute sh- song should take you on that journey. I think right? that's sixteen minutes. No. Uh, yeah, something like it's gonna, high gonna, up there. I'm gonna look it up while you while you talk. Yeah, uh, but but then you get songs like uh, like there are bands I can't think of any right at the top of my head, head but um, there are bands who are just like Jesus. Okay, like we get it. Like end the goddamn song. <laughs> oh no, you're right. It is uh, nine minutes thirty five seconds. Mm-hmm. Huh. I thought it was sixty minutes for some reason. Um, but yeah, I. I don't know. I I would prefer longer songs versus a mm-hmm. longer album with short songs on it. Yeah, because it's almost like a story, which which yeah. I think is unique about them, and it's it's a it's a unique way of using mu- music to tell like a story, like mm-hmm. like almost like a movie version. Like there's a climax, there's a epi- like you know, yeah, yeah what yeah, I mean. Yeah. Like, so, um, let's see. Anything I've been listening to? I oh, <laughs> I went back to some. Uh, it's not old school metal, but it's like uh, between the buried and me. Uh, I put their their album Alaska back on. Uh, it's funny because like I'm driving a lot more these days, uh, mm. so I just like I have a CD player in the car, um, and I sort of got <laughs> sick of like using the aux cable and plugging in my phone all the time. So I was like, okay, yeah. I'm just gonna pick an, a CD off my shelf, and I ended up picking Alaska off of or by between the buried and me. Okay. It's such a good album. I mean, it's very, uh, it's very early between the buried and me, where you you know, like, oh yeah, that's uh, that's a straight up copy of X Y Z band. Like, you definitely like you definitely had influence from from that band. Um, so it's before they really like formulated what kind of band they were. Uh, mm. But it's there's some like freaking great songs on that album. Um, nice but very heavy you have been warned it is like very heavy <laughs> i think they're coming to vancouver oh are they mm-hmm. <laughs> they put on such a good show they're so good yeah um other than that uh i guess a small teaser uh kelly clarkson's new album uh which we will be reviewing on this show uh but i've been listening to that a lot too <laughs> okay yeah is it good can we get a little sneak it is a little sneak. It uh, is very good. Oh wow! If if I were to just sum it up without giving any context, I would just say very good. Hmm. I like. She's one of those sellouts for me that are just like really? has her own talk show now. Oh, and it's just like you know, like <laughs> those. I'm gonna create a talk. Like you know, you've sold out. Like if you haven't, <laughs> what is that saying that's going around nowadays? It's just like tell me. That you haven't sold out without saying you sold out. That's what that's what it is. And she has a talk show. <laughs> yeah, you. That's the line you draw. I I don't know. I think being on American Idol is the sellout portion. It's the line. I think, really... that, I think that line's already been crossed for me. <laughs> <laughs> I I think stepping over that talk show host, like even Drew Barrymore for me too. It's just like I realized oh, I didn't man. know recently until i'm like she has a talk show yeah. jesus like yeah, who cares 
hello everybody we would like to welcome our guest <laughs> like <laughs> I, do you watch like wow. those talk shows anymore no i used to watch like the like of the new batch of stuff uh the stephen colbert like late night i used yeah. to watch it but then i was like eh i can't spend my time watching these things anymore <laughs> no uh yeah like there's oprah's favorite things which i would tune into <laughs> For just for that, because I would just be like, oh, those lucky bastards. <laughs> uh, but uh, there was that one show I mentioned on this podcast that uh, Elvis Costello did oh, called yes. Spectacle. Yes. That was cool because I had interest in like the musicians, but I I think that was a late night. The late night ones are obviously better, right? Yeah, but like, uh, like Kelly the... Clarkson's hosting at like daytime. 10 a.m. Yeah, yeah, yeah. daytime. daytime. Well, let's see what this new blender can do. <laughs> right? <laughs> like, you know, those stupid talk shows. You know what I'm talking about. At least, like, the late night ones, it's just like it's banter. It's like they have music on it. And oh, it's I like, see, it's I entertaining, see. right? See, it's see. not like, oh, here's John from down the street. We'd like to show him the Bristol board he made. <laughs> so I assume you're not a fan of like Ellen's talk show and, and people like that because that's a daytime. I yeah, I, I I'm not not a fan, just not a fan. Okay. Like I get it, I get why they exist, <laughs> but, but the the my point is is you have sold out completely when you have your own talk show. Interesting. That's funny that that's your line, but um, mm -hmm. that's <laughs> everyone has a different metric for sellout. Um, mm -hmm. Which actually is a pretty good segue into the news now that I uh, think about it. Mm. But the first piece of news that I want to talk about is Lady Gaga is being called out by her fans for posting a paid ad for a migraine drug by pharmaceutical company Pfizer. Lady Gaga's team posted a picture of Lady Gaga performing at last year's The Chromatic Ball Tour and featured a large watermark in the top right corner for the drug uh, Nertech ODF, I believe that's what it's called. The caption reads, Ever since childhood, I've dealt with migraine pain, where I tried, or when I tried Mertec ODT 75 milligram for the first time, I'll never forget wishing I had found it sooner. And this was posted on uh, Lady Gaga's social media. Is that because her music creates headaches? <laughs> For people, didn't <laughs> yeah. Uh, that I don't know. I like very clearly you should call that out, but that is that is a bit of extreme sellout. I would say, like, like a drug. Like so, what's the problem though? Like why why did people why are people not liking this? Because she's peddling pharmaceutical drugs to her fans okay so i think it's specifically the product is the issue obviously mm -hmm. like if it was for a blender right it wouldn't be so much of an uproar but because, but because also it drug. is about drugs and science and health right it's just a bit more personal yeah uh, i see it as like this is what works for me and it, it, it's like because I've had headaches before there. It's just like you take something and then like nothing's working and you're just like, all right, well, I guess I'm riding out this pain. Right. So if it's something that works, then why the hell not? But 
like who who is it like I, I feel like you're a bit of a bigot then if you're just like no down with pharmaceutical companies it must be vegan like vegan source like shove aloe vera cream on your head like like I, I just think that's like okay well it's her choice to use the medication like you shouldn't hate somebody for that right oh okay right? so outside of the obvious like product endorsement uh, mm -hmm. aspect of it you don't feel like this is a crossing the line sellout deal i i don't think so because she wow okay she, this is her this is her personal preference right wow. uh, like like i can see uh, that my mind would change like i could see where you're going with this whole talk show thing <laughs> okay so <laughs> if she was like if this company Pfizer. right was like Pfizer was like, you know what? Lady Gaga's our face of our brand and starts just throwing it out there. Like you have Bristol boards with like with Lady Gaga's face, like just taking a taking a shot of the medication while before going on stage or something, then yes, okay. Then then it's like then it's a little bit insane. But if it's just like, hey, this works, I wish I found this sooner, right? Mm. I feel like it's just a personal preference. Ah, interesting. Right. Okay. Yeah, no, I never thought of that. That I I don't know. For me, even even if it was like Tylenol, like the most mundane or Advil or whatever, I'd be like I'd be sort of weirded out that a celebrity is endorsing any sort of drug. Mm. It just makes me feel icky, sort of. Hmm. Interesting. Because like Lady Gaga or whoever even Elvis, right? Because Elvis had that like famous no drug commercials back in the day, right? Like mm -hmm. they're not if I it just feels disingenuous because it's like they're not do I believe they actually put in the time and effort to like research what they're putting into their bodies. Yeah. Right? And then to like tell other people or their fans like try this drug <laughs> i don't know it's sort of it's sort of it, that's for me that's yeah. what the line is okay i can see your point i can definitely see that interesting interesting hmm. uh but obviously that's like 101 sellout you're endorsing a product but exactly uh anyways she's being called out for that in the news um Oh my God. Okay. Hold on. There's a bunch of AI stuff. I don't know if I want to get into it. Oh, one thing I do want to, just a quick thing. Olivia Rodrigo has announced her new album titled mm -hmm. Guts. It is going to be released on September 8th. Uh, Eric, over under, what do you think? Is it going to be a good album? Is it going to be a mediocre album or will it be a terrible album? I re I mean, we, re we reviewed the last album yeah, sour. Here, yeah. and it was good. It was really well written. And uh, same I producer, uh, I forget his name, but same producer, same, okay. uh, and she's gonna write the songs with him again, as co-writer. Okay, so same so there, team. It's good hope. Like I, I don't want to set my expectations to be it's gonna be just as good. Mm. Um, I'm hoping. I, I'm just I because I saw it come up on my list like coming soon. And I was like, oh shit, yes, <laughs> I'm, I'm definitely listening to this. But I. Uh, over or under. I think it will either be 
I I see this is hard because she's young. Yeah, she's right? like 19, a 20, I think. Yeah, so like this album. new album, she's older, she's got a bit more life experience. So it's hard to tell, man. It won't be recorded in a bedroom this time. Yeah. I oh, it won't be Okay, so here's that's another thing too. Like it, on it's Sour, good... yeah, on Sour was all programmed drums. Um, they just like multi-tracked all the guitars in a bedroom. Mm. Uh, I assume, and maybe they're not going to do this because, like, I don't know what their approach is, but I assume they're going to go into a studio and hire a real drummer to do the drums on this album. I hope so. Hope so. Uh, but uh, uh, I don't know. It's hard. It's hard to say. Uh, th- see, that also comes with some vices too, because then you have over people overproducing stuff yeah yeah, yeah. right so i'm gonna have to say it's not gonna be as good Mm, yeah and a little bit of me is gonna is just saying that because i want it to be good (laughs) i for me i think it's just gonna be mediocre i Mm -hmm. i it's always that second album if the first album was really good there's very few bands uh where Mm -hmm. the second album is better or at the same quality yeah like it's and very difficult to do that. I think uh, Oasis I, I, maybe. Oasis is the only band I could think of that did that. Oasis is like, <laughs> yeah, Jesus. that's like that's like how are you gonna do that? Yeah. There's very few bands that have been able to do a good first album and an even better second album. Yeah, well, even one of my favorite like modern day bands, uh, Kaleo, like they have two albums out. First one, amazing. Second one, it was good, but it wasn't as good as the first. Yeah. Right. So yeah, yeah I, I, I'm going to have to agree with you. I think it's going to be mediocre. All right. Well, we'll find out in September when it is released and we'll talk about it on this podcast. Um, Oh my God. Uh, I guess in more celebrity news, dog star, Keanu Reeves's band, uh, played their first show in over two decades. They performed at the Ball Rock Music Festival in Napa Valley, California. Dog Star. Yeah. Hey, oh, I gotta check this Th- out. Isn't uh, doesn't Keanu Reeves have like no time to be in a band? It seems odd to me that he has time to be the bass player in Dog Star. It's what I love about Keanu Reeves is that like he was big when we were kids in school. Like, yes, he was yeah. like in all these action movies, The Matrix, yeah. Chain Reaction. Like he was the guy. Yeah, uh, Speed. Right. Oh, like yes. he, yeah. he was the guy that you're just like, this guy's awesome. He's Canadian, right? And then he just kind of fell off the face of the earth. Mm-hmm. And then now he's back with like he's in video games. He's in. <laughs> yeah. He's in movies again, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? Like, oh. Anyway, I, I could see Keanu Reeves playing bass. I could totally see it. Yeah, he's he's more of an introvert, so yeah, he's more mm-hmm. of a bass player. He's definitely not a lead singer. <laughs> <laughs> Dog star. I'm gonna have to check this out. Um. Oh my god, I Eric, this is probably gonna become a big big discussion, but the Beatles. Remember that mm-hmm. band? Oh, I remember the Beatles. Of course I do. <laughs> the Beatles are back. The Beatles are back. <laughs> yes. Paul McCartney has employed artificial intelligence to pull from an old unfinished demo, John Lennon's voice. He has recreated it with AI and has finished a song. 
Although not confirmed, the song will most likely be Lennon's 1978 composition, Now and Then. McCartney received the demo in 1994 from Yoko Ono on a cassette labeled For Paul, which Lennon had made shortly before his death in 1980. Uh, Apparently, uh, back in the day, uh, all the Beatles got into a room and were listening to a bunch of these demos that they all put together. Um, Sorry, not not after John Lennon's death. George Harrison, McCartney, and Ringo got mm-hmm. together and were listening to these demos. Uh, and they listened to Now and Then, uh, potentially being the song that's going to be released. And George Harrison refused to rec- work on the song and record it because John Lennon's vocals were so badly recorded that he said, this is going to sound like shit. There's no point in working on this. But now, Paul McCartney <laughs> has used AI to recreate John Lennon's voice to pristine quality. And the Beatles will be back with a brand new song sometime later this year. I see if it was Ringo that had died (laughs) and George Harrison and Paul McCartney were still alive. I could see this happening because I feel like AI can regenerate Ringo's drumming. Uh, But I I think this is, I don't know how this is going to sound. I assume it's going to sound good. That's, that's the one thing I'm pretty confident in that Mm -hmm. it will sound like a Beatles song and recorded like pretty well. I have a prediction unless this is already happening in the news. Um, I think that uh, Paul McCartney and Ringo Starr are going to go on tour again as the Beatles. No. And and oh, no. and they're going to use the virtual 3D imaging oh, the holograms. to recreate the holograms to create John Lennon and George Harrison. No, stop. Boom. Well, tour 2024. God, don't, don't, don't throw that out into the universe. Actually, uh, Paul McCartney already does a hologram with John Lennon uh, at his solo shows, apparently. Hmm. Uh, for one song, one or two songs. So there you go. There you go. So it's 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 gonna happen. That'd be it's horrible. <laughs> I don't yeah. want that. Yeah. It's gonna be something. We're back, or the Beatles <laughs> are back, or something like that. <laughs> uh, yeah. All right. What do you think? Is mm-hmm. this a terrible? Uh, see, the thing with this is it's Paul McCartney doing it, right? Hmm. He's not, I don't think he's doing it for the money or the fame. He has all of that. It's literally just so that he can finish a Beatles song. Like Paul McCartney is definitely, I like Paul McCartney. I think he has some great ideas. Uh, I like how he collaborates with other artists, um, especially modern day artists and stuff. But like, uh, I, I want it to be good. But I feel like it's going to be very gimmicky. Mm. It's going to be a very gimmicky album or song. Song, Yeah. Mind you, the song is already written. The song is already written. It's just they needed to redo John Lennon's vocals because it was basically unusable on the demo. This will definitely like if this if they pull this off, it will definitely set a precedent for Uh, AI generated music. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, uh, I'm just gonna get, I'm just gonna write songs and get Frank Sinatra to sing all my songs for me. Yeah, 
I'm a songwriter for Frank Sinatra, you know. Um, in other AI, AI news, the first producer to be transformed into AI is here. It's called Cosmbot. Uh, it's an AI chatbot and music production expert trained on a thousand plus hours of online tutorials. Popular YouTube music producer Tom Cosm's uh, tutorial videos were used to train the AI bot, and you can chat with this bot to help you with audio production. Hmm. Which actually is sort of useful because uh, you're like basically just taking all the information in those YouTube videos and then just consolidating it into a single ai bot which is interesting yeah. again i'm for ai when it comes to mixing a song even like the whole preparation of mixing a song is is like an hour or two just to get everything right like you you mix you know you have to set the level volume levels first before you even dabble with adding effects and stuff like that or at least that's how i do it that's how i was i was mm -hmm. i've learned to do it so uh it would really definitely help for sure yep um continue with the ai news singaporean pop singer stephanie sun released her debut album yanzi in the year 2000 she gained a substantial fan base in mainland china and in hong kong but she has been on hiatus for the past six years uh, but has suddenly seen a rise in popularity. On major social media platforms, AI-generated accounts have been posting AI covers of songs using her voice uh, to the point where the songs are reaching upwards of 2 million views. On social media, there's a hashtag going around saying that Steph Stephanie Sun has become the first musician to be replaced by AI. Uh, so yeah, I mean, we don't even need the, the original artist anymore. You could just take their stuff and just recreate it with AI. Yeah, why not? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's happening. I don't know. It's just crazy that... It's crazy that people... I want to know if there is an actual person out there who is like a, a fanatical fan of like AI music. <laughs> like I get, I get why someone would click on like a song and be like, oh, I want to know what that sounds like. Like, you mixed, I don't know, Sting and Tupac together. Like, <laughs> I want to know, like, how that would sound, right? I understand the initial intrigue, but I want to know yeah. if, like, there is someone who's like, oh, my favorite artist is, uh, I don't know, Ludacris, who, but he only sings Frank Sinatra songs. <laughs> like, that is my favorite artist of all time. It speaks to me. Like, I wonder if there's a person out there like that. It's got to be like like Tupac singing Fields of Gold. <laughs> <laughs> like, come on, that would I. Everybody wants to listen to that. <laughs> I do. <laughs> just wonder if that like one day that's the world we're gonna live in. It's just like mm -hmm. my favorite artist is basically like a mashup. <laughs> yeah, my favorite artist sings all the songs. <laughs> <laughs> Like it'll just be like this is this is what the albums would be in the future if this whole thing like goes out of proportion. It would be like <laughs> greatest songs ever written, and it will be like the best songs ever written, like a 12-song album. You got your Bohemian Rhapsody on there, you've got like like Drops of Jupiter by Train, but all oh, sung okay. by Tupac. <laughs> 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 
uh, this world, I don't yeah. know. I mean, yeah. there's artists who make a career out of just doing cover songs, like like Tony Bennett sings just like cover songs all day. Yeah, but like, and he gets famous people to sing those cover <laughs> songs with him. But like, I don't know. I want to know if one day there will be like a fan base for AI music for one specific day. specific mashups. One day there will be. Ah, oh, that's so weird. Um, let's see. But we'll get with time. Ah, we could go through a few more. Um, let's see. Uh, oh, Meta, formerly Facebook, has created their own AI model called Music Gen. It has imported over twenty thousand hours of recorded music, uh, and then it takes in text prompts and produces audio. So Facebook is officially in on AI music. I just feel like everyone's just making these like music bots now. Well, and and that's the thing, right? Like everybody is everybody's got to have all these like social media accounts, like whether it's TikTok or Twitter or Snapchat or whatever, and they they all do the same goddamn bloody thing. <laughs> so, uh, one person who is for AI, Don McLean famous songwriter of songs like American Pie has recently made his opinions known on AI. Uh, and this is a quote. I actually think computer made music is going to be a wonderful release from what I hear on the radio. People need some artificial intelligence because they have lost their regular intelligence to be able to write songs you know, <laughs> and make music. How can you tell the difference between the songs? It's just like a rhythm section and a mindless chorus that goes on over and over and it's not very melodic and i've been saying this actually on stage that i can't imagine a computer that can't make better music than this wow that's like backhanded <laughs> yeah. that is totally back just basically hates all music right now it's just like ai hey, could definitely do better than you guys yeah i'll have to agree with him <laughs> that's unbelievable Coming from the guy who probably created one of the most iconic songs, yeah, in the world, like, <laughs> like one of the longest and most iconic songs ever. Mm -hmm. American Pie, future is such a good song. in in future, sung by Tupac. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm sure it exists already. I'm it pretty probably sure. does. <laughs> that's a that's a bold statement, and that just so shows the ridiculousness of what's happening right now. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. We have to we have to travel like 10 years into the future and see where this goes. Get this day I I am very intrigued because like we we've almost come to a term of like like when we were kids um Napster, LimeWire, all these like pirated stuff or torrents people would pirate music and it was a huge thing. People are like, this is going to change the music industry forever mm -hmm. and blah, 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 blah. Yet it did. Right. Yep. Uh, and now we have subscription based things. So nobody even torrents anymore. People just pay like a subscription fee to listen to music or yep. whatever. Right. And then now we're in this world of AI, actually like nobody, like no human being is creating these songs. Right. Mm -hmm. So I, I again I stand by with what I've been saying. It's it's not gonna have the same human element soul to it. Right. And I and I think that McLean has something there. 
Yeah. <sighs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I still, yeah, it's definitely going to take over. Like, my opinion is it's going to take over everything, and it's going to be like mm-hmm. 99% of all the music we listen to, or that's readily available, at least. Well, could um, you imagine, could you imagine, like, all these, like, blockbuster hit movies, like, yeah. that John Williams, John Williams has done every famous movie ever. Yeah. Almost. And, and even Hans Zimmerman is another big one. Yep. And could you imagine AI? Like, I feel like AI is going to be huge in the movie industry. Yeah. The thing is, like, yeah, I, it's definitely going to take over. Like, for, like, how much money do you pay, one, the composers and conductors, and then, two, all the musicians that need to record it and all the engineers and all that, when you could just get an AI to do your film score? Yeah. Like you'd save so much money, and it's crazy too because I like it's got to be a lot of money to pay these guys because you look at any of these DVDs like famous movies or like mm. Lord of the Rings, yeah. for instance, yeah, yeah. right? Like you look at like I'm a huge Lord of the Rings fanatic. I've watched all the like how they made the movie stuff, and they have like there is it's like a whole room and they they have a whole orchestra in there mm-hmm. and they have like they're recording it live like so the writing those uh you know the the players that are playing the instruments that are coming in right the like this is a days, big weeks months yeah this is a big operation right and the composers watching the film too because it's like oh yeah i could write something like this mm-hmm. for the so it's it's a lot of work yeah I don't know, man. Um, okay, I'll do two more. Two more news uh-huh. things. One serious one, which I feel like I will get canceled for stating my opinion on this <laughs> you, you alone. Look, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, I am the new host of the Crossroads <laughs> Music Podcast. Um, <laughs> all right. Uh, German band Rammstein is in the news because... Um, <sighs> Frontman Till Linderman uh, has been accused of grooming and sexually assaulting women at Rammstein's after-show parties. Politicians have come out loudly against the band, demanding the cancellation of the rest of their tour. Um, So, okay. Some ground rules here. Um, So none of of these accusations have been uh, proven in court or whatever. Uh, Secondly, Pretty much all the victims, or at least the ones that have come up publicly, had said there was no, like, it wasn't a rape situation or it wasn't a, there was no, like, sexual intercourse or any of that stuff. It was literally just giving them drugs, one, and then till asking them if they wanted to have sex. So, Mm. in a vacuum, that's a bit benign uh, for me, but in the scenario where you're like, there's a power dynamic there, right? That's Till Linderman in the room with you um, who's asking you for sex. So there is sort of a, a weird power dynamic there. So mm-hmm. I can sort of understand the sexual assault, assault portion of that. Um, so the story is that, uh, as most bands actually do, uh, Ramstein has like this VIP uh, ticket pass, essentially, that fans could pay this extra money and then they could vis- do like a basically a meet and greet before or after the show. Uh, but Ramstein's is sort of set up so that uh, you pay for this, you come in to the room, uh, to the after party room with the band, and you sort of just get sort of like sexually coerced 
into like having sex with the band basically huh so that's where <laughs> that's where it gets a bit you know gray area as as like is this sexual mm. coercion or is this like consensual um mm. my thing is like it's Ramstein and it's not really an excuse for like bad behavior but like if you look at the lyrics of this band they're talking about like cannibalism and like mm. killing people like it's dark sh- like not just dark shit but messed up shit right like yeah. there some songs are about incest or like or bestiality like there's even their music videos there's like bestiality in the music videos <laughs> to the point where it's been banned like all over the world like there's there's actual like songs and music videos that this band puts out mm-hmm. uh and it's not just like shock value like a lot of it obviously is from a marketing perspective is shock value but there is usually a point in like why they're talking about mm. this stuff even the band's name Ramstein is like like that explosion that happened that killed like a thousand people in germany like i think Ramstein was like a a boat or a ship or something and it exploded and it killed a thousand people so even the band name itself is quite controversial so i don't know about this like I, to a certain point mm. I, it feels like a witch hunt to me because like politicians are coming out and just saying this band has to like stop their shows and everything but i feel like mm-hmm. a lot of it's because they just don't agree with the songs the messaging of the songs and their stage shows like till walks out with like a strap on dildo and starts ejaculating mm-hmm. all over the stage like fake ejaculating <laughs> for the for like, yeah. the stage show right mm-hmm. and you're corrupting the youth I, one, I don't know I agree with you. I also think too, it's like, I know this about Remstein, right? Or Remstein or whatever, however you pronounce it. And uh, I think their music is great. I Mm. like the band, but like, if you were getting those tickets and you were wanting to meet the band, like, you know, you're kind of putting yourself in a place, right? Where you're bound to be at least asked, right? Which Mm. I feel like this is the case. Obviously, I don't know the other side of the story, but it sounds like from the information that you provided that they're just like, hey, you want to have sex with the band, right? Like, like they have the option to say, well, no, I just want to meet the band, right? And I'm sure they'd probably be like, oh, okay, right? I, I don't think they're forcing people yeah into this and that's not the case in this sense so uh again i agree with you i think that if you are putting yourself in this position then i don't think that it's like you know yeah like obviously more information will eventually come out and you know if it if it does end up being like a rape case and that's a completely different story absolutely absolutely and and we are getting only like a bit of the story right we're not getting the full thing but that's like like david Duchovny, actor (laughs) famous on x files like a huge like sex addict right yeah and that's like somebody like a girl being like oh like i wanted to meet david Duchovny, and i wanted to go over to his house like what did you think was gonna happen (laughs) (laughs) like yeah man i i would just hate that if if it was like 
a case of an actual like criminal yeah. activity like that would suck so this actually might be the first time where i have a actual like band that i really love is like accused of something crazy like for this. sure for sure and it, it would be tough too to just be like oh man i really like the music but this is awful what this yeah. person's doing yeah right yeah yeah, my my relationship with Rammstein, if this ends up like being worst case scenario, I actually don't know how I'm how I'm gonna react. Like mm-hmm. like does that make the music lesser? I don't know. Yeah. All I know is if this is the case and they do get cancelled, uh, then I am going to try to purchase their NASA guitar, their NASA Gibson <laughs> guitar from the America video because that is so awesome. <laughs> yep. Um, uh, still have time. Okay, last one. This one's more of a funnier one. Uh, a San Diego-based slow jams radio DJ, Randy Williams has bought 11-acre plot of empty desert land in Southern California's Imperial County. He has officially declared independence from the United States and has created his own country called Republic of Slow Jam- Jamistan. <laughs> Jamistan. <laughs> Sorry, I'll say that again. Republic of Slow Jamistan. He says his country is a <laughs> land of slow jams where people could come and just vibe out and relax to Boys to Men and Alicia Keys. They're national. <laughs> <laughs> Their national anthem is called Slow Jamistan in brackets. I think it's going to be an awesome place. Their national. Is... <laughs> Sorry. Go on. Go on. national animal is the ringtail raccoon uh and he considers the country to be a dictatorship that's occasionally a democracy he has also <laughs> passed laws that prohibit the wearing of crocs eating string cheese by biting directly into it and playing mumble rap bit, sorry that lineup of songs are like bands <laughs> And style of music was not what I was expecting for this. Yeah, I'm sure he'll play some Kenny G. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> Slow Jamistan is his new country. Eleven acres. <laughs> Eleven acres of Slow Jamistan. That's like. That's crazy. <laughs> I don't. That's that's just crazy. Would you start your own country? Would I start my own country? It would just be me. It would be population of me, my wife, and my daughter. That would <laughs> that would be my country. But would you like dedicate to specific type of music or genre of music? I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so. Like no AI generated music. That's what I would say. Yeah, this is too crazy. Like I don't I don't know why he did this. It's like insane. <laughs> uh anyways let's let's get on to the album review so um for this week uh we are going to be discussing council skies uh by noel gallagher's high flying birds so council skies is the fourth studio album by american or sorry american oh my god by english rock bands noel gallagher's (laughs) high flying birds it was released on june 2nd 2023 all right, Eric. Thoughts? Thoughts on this album? It's fourth. I'm album. a huge fan. Uh, I love Oasis, and I haven't met anybody who's just like, 
I hate Oasis so much. I just want to light their music on fire. Uh, I mean, these these guys, and, and I feel like you can't not talk about Oasis that talking way. about Noel Gallagher's solo albums or even... Uh, oh, fuck. Liam. Liam, thanks. I knew it was starting with the mouth. <laughs> Liam Gallagher's uh, solo album. Like, you can't just not talk about Oasis because these... Yeah. What these guys made with Oasis is just pure magic. Yes. Right. And I, Kevin and I, deep down, want Oasis to get this back together just so that they can go on tour. They don't even have to make a new album. We just want yeah. them to go on tour again yeah. so we can hear all their hits. Uh, I mean, these guys have it. They, they, they know how to write songs. Mm-hmm. These guys know how to write songs, and it's and it's clear with this album. Like, uh, you have to. It was almost like a sigh of relief listening to this album versus last week's podcast, which <laughs> which dragged out just because we went on that hiatus. It dragged out for a long time with the Dave Matthews fans. So it was kind of nice to listen to actual like real well written music. Mm-hmm. Um, however. Uh, I wouldn't say that this is like a must listen to album. Yeah. Uh, I, I thought it was well recorded, well produced. Uh, the songs were well written, but I found some of them to be a bit too long, where mm. it was almost just like, okay, like, oh, I get it, no, I get it. <laughs> uh, but uh, I, I would say there was no, it was kind of almost like a monotone feel to the album so there wasn't really like any like ups and downs Mm -hmm. which i like i don't even know if you even rearranged the songs on this album it would have made the album sound better right uh but i i mean the opener great opener like like they know how like that's the thing about the gallagher's they know how to write a hook Mm -hmm. they just know how to do it and um i mean yeah like (laughs) There's... Yeah, like Noel is obviously a very, very good songwriter. Um, but there isn't when I listen to this album, there isn't like a hit single or I don't come out of this like humming a chorus or a melody mm-hmm. line. As you said, it's very sort of mono, like it's all at the same sort of tempo and level the whole album through. <laughs> But the thing is, like, individually, each of these songs are just really good. They're not great, yeah. I would say, but they're all just, like, good songs. There's You can't really fault a lot of it. And the nice thing is, like, it's different. Like, sure, mm-hmm. we want Oasis, like, you know, we always want more Oasis stuff. But he's sort of taken this path of actively being a bit like he's already done the oasis thing and now he's like writing songs that are like not completely different it's still him but it's not just trying to recreate what oasis was right Mm -hmm. it's like these are completely a different sort of vibe or song structure and stuff like that whereas like and if i'm to compare him like against ed sheeran like ed sheeran a lot of the songs are just like you can tell it's just like copy and paste like I went down to the bay and I ate some hay. (laughs) But a lot of it is like he's he's trying to chase like some sort of magical moment that's already happened. That's why a lot of his songs sound 
similar to what's already been released and that's why he gets <clears throat> accused of copyright right like a lot of plagiarism accusations against him whereas like this album it's very it's still f- similar and familiar but it's also original because a lot of the stuff it's not mm. repeating what's already been done he's like really trying to push into something new no and, and absolutely and, and even the lyrics like noel's a great lyricist like uh one of my favorite personal songs on the album was easy now oh, um yeah, yeah. like like even the opening line like easy now heavy is the head that wears a hollow crown uh there must be something in the air there's talk of revolution here right like like it's 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 kind of very like metaphorical right mm-hmm. and and it kind of just i don't know it just paints this cool picture whereas like like you have your ed sheeran that just like this is just like i went down to the beach and i jumped <laughs> in the water right yeah like it's you know very linear but this this is like artistic yeah. and uh uh, again just even the structure of these songs like if you were to individually put them not with the album like they're very well written like with their bridges mm-hmm. like just everything works and flows well yep right yeah yeah it just doesn't have that extra like thing that makes it great it's a good yeah. album it's just and good songs it's just there isn't that and I hate to say it, but it's not like always this good. <laughs> there isn't that don't look yeah. back in anger or, or what's uh, the story, morning glory. Yeah, like it, there isn't yeah. a kick to like any of these songs. Yeah. But they're all just good. That's that's the thing. So I ha- I find it hard to really like criticize it all that much because mm-hmm. they're j- it's just a good album and good songs, but it just doesn't have that X factor. It is. And yeah. Like I, I haven't like this is the first Noel Gallagher album that I've actually listened to, because mm. I've I've only listened to like I haven't even listened to Liam's solo stuff, either, right? Uh, so this is like kind of the first kick of the cat of the soul, like listening to the solo. So like I, again, like it's hard to not compare it to Oasis, even though they're mm. not trying to be Oasis. That's like comparing Foo Fighters to Nirvana. They're not yes, the same yeah. band, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. Um, I, I I dig with what he was going for here, but but again, like I, I feel like there's got to be a little bit more excitement. Yep. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Um. Okay. Final thoughts and ratings on uh, Council Skies by Noel Gallagher's High Flying Birds. I, I mean, I didn't hate this album. I. Mm. I again, it sounds great. Uh, there's great songs on this album individually. Uh, so I'm going to give this a solid six out of 10. Ooh, nice. Nice. So, nice, nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good. Um, yeah. Sort of the same sort of ballpark. I'm going to give it a seven, seven out of 10. Cause like, mm-hmm. it's really hard to fault an album when it has good songs on it. And it's mm-hmm. like, I wouldn't rearrange any of the tracks at all. Uh, maybe you would shorten some of these songs cause it did go on for a bit. But, mm. but yeah, just missing that extra like catchiness to it or like that X factor or whatever it is. There's no, mm. that magical moment just isn't on this album. Yeah. Um, but it's a good listen. Would I recommend it to people? Mm, I would honestly recommend other, his other stuff before this one. Uh, probably his first and his third, but, uh, 
it's a good album. I would give it a seven. Hmm. Yeah. No, I, I wouldn't say not listen to this, mm-hmm. uh, but like, it's just so hard because like, there is a little bit of the songs that sound a bit like Oasis that you're like, oh, I can kind of hear Oasis peeking out there. Right. But it's not. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. they just need to get back together just for sure. <laughs> oh, my God. You know how expensive those tickets are going to be if they got oh, back together? Uh, I'm going to fight hard to get oh, tickets God. for that. It'd be so expensive. Yeah. Oh, God. Okay. Anyways, <laughs> that was our uh, discussion on Council Skies by Noel Gallagher's High Flying Birds. Uh, for those of you following along with us every single week, the album that we will be uh, listening to and discussing will be the brand new Kelly Clarkson album, Chemistry, recently came out. Um, I'm excited to talk about this because I do want to get your thoughts on this one. Um, but yeah, that'll be the album we are going to talk about next time. Right on. Um, controversial statements for this uh, podcast. Eric did say, uh, hope you didn't waste <laughs> your time marching on Parliament in protest. I- I feel like that shouldn't even count. Like that shouldn't even count. It had nothing to do with music. Uh. Doesn't like democracy. That's doesn't like freedom. Apparently, <laughs> fascism all the way. Everybody. Um. Anyways, that's that's the podcast. This is the Crossroads Music Podcast uh, here at twitch.tv slash the Crossroads Music Podcast live every Monday at 10 p.m. ET, 7 p.m. PT. Uh, catch us on Spotify, Apple Music, all the places where you get your podcasts. Um, anything else? I think that's pretty much it. I, don't I think, think that's it, man. Else. Wonderful. Well, another great uh, episode where we discuss music and how AI is going to ruin everything. Um, <laughs> yeah, we'll see you all uh, next week. Next episode.